You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to The Dev Show. I'm Deborah Eckerling, author of Your Goal Guide and founder of The Dev Method, which is my system for goal setting simplified. My vision is to give you the tools, inspiration, and motivation you need to figure out what you want and help you make a plan to get it. Let's get started. And this month's theme is impact. So last week we talked about leadership. Now we're talking about messaging. I know it's the whole communication thing. What? You mean communicating with people will have an impact? Well, of course, of course, of course. And I have such a wonderful panel today to jump into this conversation. Uh, First, we have Ethan Butte from BombBomb. And Ethan, congratulations. You've got a book called Human-Centered Communication. Very exciting, but because of the power of the internet and Vivica Von Rosen, who posted and tagged you, um, she brought you into my life. So wonderful um, to have you here and great to meet you. Uh, We also have Christian Kay, who is streamer guru, but also has his own blog and podcast and First of all, I love that it's called Social Chefs, but the other thing I love is that we met years and years ago at Social Media Marketing World, and this is probably the first conversation we've ever had one-to-one, and everybody gets to hang out with us. So yay, great to see you, and thank you so much for jumping in. And we also have Cheryl, who's my second newest friend on the call, and we were in Bonnie Chamoka's latest uh, summit together. And it was one of those things where like, we're each other's people. So thrilled to have you in on the call as well. And given that all I said is that you all are amazing people and great to talk on the subject, I'm going to let you all introduce yourselves. So Ethan, why don't we start with you? Sure. I'll go quickly. My title is Chief Evangelist at BombBomb. Happy to go into that maybe on another different call. Um, I, as you already mentioned, have a book coming out tomorrow, Human-Centered Communication. Subtitle is A Business Case Against Digital Pollution. Uh, And I think a lot of those themes will come up because it really is about um, how to connect and communicate when we're stuck in digital, virtual, and online environments, which is essentially a messaging issue. And uh, also authored a book a couple of years ago called Rehumanize Your Business. Uh, That one was more the what, why, who, when, and how of uh, building relationships through video email and video messages. Uh, I also host the customer experience podcast. Is that all? Those are, <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a quick once around that occupies a great deal of my, uh, life, uh, and constitutes the vast majority of my professional life in particular. Well, fantastic. And it's so important because, it, and like I said, we met and I knew the topic. So I'm like, the perfect fit to jump into this conversation. So thank you so much, Ethan. I'm going to swap you out with Christian and please introduce yourself. So I'm Christian Karasevich. Uh, I'm the, as I mentioned, I'm the content marketing manager at StreamYard. 
so I do obviously enjoy live streaming quite a bit. Uh, in addition to that, I run a, a social media marketing talk show called Social Chatter, uh, where we talk about the latest social media news. Um, I also am the uh, host of a, another live show called Launch Your Live, where we talk all about uh, how to get you started with live streaming. Uh, we talk about gear, equipment. Um, you guys can't see it, but I have tons of equipment that I, I always like to just talk about. And um, I like gadgets, all that sort of thing. And so um, I like to obviously um, do that on that podcast and that Amazon live show. Um, let's see. And I, th I think that's about it actually. So yeah. So that's and, me. And, and don't we love the, this whole, the whole digital thing. If you only do one thing, people look at you like you were nuts. Like when years <laughs> ago, when you mentioned you were multi hyphenate, people would be like, wait, wait, let me catch up with you. So it, it's wonderful that we live in this world where Digital really is whatever you can imagine. And creation is fun because we, we got to have fun, right? Mm -hmm. So Cheryl, welcome. Hi, Deborah. I am a video strategist, a former national TV broadcaster based in Ontario, Canada. And so I've done a variety of things in that role. One of them was managing a news department across Canada at one point, I've taught college uh, journalism students with television performance in the past and a variety of things in the media industry. And really what I do now is to help uh, six and seven figure businesses to create content plans and then implement them for them. So we do a lot of video production, some of it virtual, some of it in person. And we're really passionate about helping people to cash in on camera and to utilize uh, really the, their, their expertise and really build authority in their market and in their space through the use of video. It comes back to the message, right? Because the D and the Dev method, it stands for determine your mission. And it's all about the why you do what you do and, and how you put it onto the world. So I, I think that's really the core of the why of the message. But what do you think? Well, I think if I think back on experience that, you know, I had before professionally in, in broadcasting, it's all about messaging, but it's also about how are you able to be succinct in the expression of that communication when, especially if you're dealing with, you know, a, a short period of time, which we know attention spans are very low. So we need to be able to express those ideas, I think, in succinct ways. Uh, that's one thing that I really gained uh, a, not only an appreciation for, but an experience with as a broadcaster when you're doing you know, five days a week, six hours a day, and you're, you know, really repeating yourself over and over again. And I think that permeates really what I do and how I teach today. Okay, Ethan and Christian, you're both nodding. So uh, Christian, you want to jump in? Um, yeah, sure. So um, I think, I mean, obviously, I mean, messaging is super important. Um, I think also part of it also that's really important, I think, is uh, camera presence. So making sure that you're, you know, you're comfortable on camera as well. Um, so again, Cheryl, I know you mentioned, I think doing people that are doing things like repetitively, I think the key thing is to keep it also exciting um, so that, you know, again, like you're, you're constantly working to improve, whether it's a small tweak or a big change, um, I think. And Ethan. Yeah, the, the main thing that I was thinking about was how you know, just the different ways that we can message, right? There are all these different mediums that we can choose from. And obviously, all of us here have a bias toward video, including you, Deb, who are doing this show as a video Clearly. show, as well as a podcast. But, you know, when we think about why that is, we have to think about the value of the messenger relative to the message. 
if I care a lot, and if you push the right buttons, you'll see how much I care about some of these ideas. There's a transfer of energy behind it. And there's a there's a level of intent that I'm expressing or that anyone can express. Cheryl's clients who are learning to exercise their expertise in order to build authority by being on camera, so much of that is their intent, their belief, their motivation, uh, their understanding that what they're communicating is actually of value to the other person that draws the other people in. And so um, my only add here is that we need to think about um, not just the message itself, but the nature of how we're communicating it, because there are different tools for different jobs. And I think in a lot of ways, as much as video has been on the come up, uh, I think it's also still underused in a variety of ways. I would have to agree about that, because uh, even though everyone has gotten used to video, you know, by force this last year, because how else do you meet with people? Uh, there's still people who are like, okay, I'll only do it when I have to. So is and even uh, when you and I first connected, Ethan, you sent me a video message, hello, and because I know it's part of your thing, I felt compelled to reply with a video message. That is the first time I ever sent out a video message because it was always one of those things that I knew I should do more. I know we don't like the word should. I intended to do more of, but here was this great opportunity. So I just kind of like pushed into the pool and I look at it and I'm like, my face was really large in that video. I hope I didn't scare him. And now you're at the crux of the whole thing. When we think about some of these other uses, right? When we don't have uh, potentially someone to professionally light and set us up. Christian was talking about making small iterative improvements. A lot of people don't want to go down that that road, but I do think that what you've identified there, Deb, like human vulnerability, this discomfort in your own skin. I don't like the way I look. I don't like the way I sound. I'm not good enough. Now, we, some of these things we don't say to ourselves consciously. Others, the, others we do say to ourselves consciously, but we, we, we fear essentially judgment and rejection. And that's true maybe if we're trying to do videos for a homepage or a Facebook feed or an Instagram live or whatever the case may be. But it's definitely true in this more intimate environment of uh, video messages as well. And so you're not alone in that. And I think a lot of people quit before they ever start in earnest unless they've made an investment uh, in, in someone to hold them accountable and to help them along the way or an investment in a tool or a piece of software. Like I'm not an advocate advocate for like step one, go out and figure out the best way to spend a thousand dollars on equipment. I think that's like step two or three or four. Um, but a lot, but, but once you do that, we all know how this is. It's the gym membership, right? Like once you make mm -hmm. the commitment now it's like, okay, now I'm in. Right. But this, mm -hmm. this, I didn't like the way my face looked. Um, is a number one by far, not even close the main reason that it hasn't gone faster. Oh, okay. Well, now, now I feel like I, I put myself out for, for super judgment, which I'm totally fine with. I love this communication. I find the barrier in the, the one-on-one -on -one put literally at having this conversation. Cause I'm great talking to people. Wait, when did this become about me? Let's rewind. I'm great talking to people, but I'm much more comfortable in this, this, this forum, whether it's one or a panel, which is the way in which my show goes. Uh, Cheryl, were you trying to jump in on something? I just wanted to jump off what Ethan said. And, and I think that that piece around insecurity is such a momentum killer for business owners who are putting their, let's say, vanity ahead of their business goals, right? So it's like, if you have business goals and you want to reach them, you're going to have to face some fears, some insecurities in order to accomplish the things you need to accomplish. And I think it comes back to that, you know, the big why and what is driving you to want to build this business in the first place. And if that can supersede 
the insecurities that you that I think we all harbor. We all have insecurities. It's just that some people are willing to, you know, move through that and still face that fear and get out there. I think that's a key, key piece of this whole equation. Very good point. And and so Christian, being yeah. kind of uh, your platform, StreamYard, <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> I'm sure you have thoughts. So please. I, I mean, I think part of it is a lot of us, I think we we get hung up on something that really is not that much of an issue. Like we make it so much bigger than it really is. Like, for example, um, like, for example, you mentioned like recording, like your first video message, like we, we are constantly like, we're, we might be slow to adopt it, but we're thinking like 10 steps ahead. Like what if someone, Oh, well, you know what? Oh, I've never done this before. What if I look silly on, on this on camera, for example, or, you know, what if like, Oh, well, this is, I, I don't think a lot of people think about this part, but like, you know, Oh, it's on the internet forever. Like, it's still on the internet forever. And so therefore we're reluctant to actually go and make some of that content as well. But I think really, but it goes back to what Cheryl said, which is once we get like, we always wonder, well, why is somebody else successful when we're not successful? A lot of times it really just comes down to, you know, swallowing our pride and saying, Hey, you know what? I'm going to do this. I got to take that first step. And then it's actually going to be a whole lot easier then I'm making it out to be, I'm making in my head, I'm making it much more complicated than it really is, you know, and all the different scenarios that would happen, but you know, we're never really going to happen. I, I like, I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's the French horn. I don't care if it's chess. I don't care if it's learning to speak Mandarin. I don't care if it's, you know, skiing double black diamonds. Like no one does that the first time out. These are new skills that we need to practice and develop. So when Christian says action, it's all about repetition. Um, and getting comfortable. It's an iterative process. Again, if you, someone like Cheryl can help accelerate that journey with somebody, uh, but ultimately it's still an iterative process for that person. And so there's no reason to expect that we're going to be awesome or perfectly comfortable anytime we do anything uh, valuable or meaningful the first time out. And to bring this back to messaging, and I'll speak from my own personally, like that, you know, with messaging, I feel like I have evolved and probably continue to evolve my own message. And especially after the pandemic, it was like I had this epiphany that, wait, wait a minute, I've been teaching people how to DIY their videos and had some success doing that. But then I realized in the pandemic, as people were pivoting and panicking and everything, I thought, okay, wait, they don't have the time to put into becoming a proficient editor. Therefore, I'm going to change how I go out there with my services and offers. My messaging has to change as a result of that. And to your point, Christian, about the messaging, you know, it does evolve over time, but a lot of people are afraid to go out there and share a message for fear that, well, that won't be valid. What if I change my mind? What if I change what I'm doing? And three years from now, that thing that I talked about today is obsolete. But you have to realize that it's okay that your message evolves over time. I have many things out there still that aren't my point of view today because I've evolved and changed. And there's nothing wrong with that, in my opinion. Not only is there nothing wrong with that, there are things, there are plenty of things that are right with that. Because if you're not evolving, then your business isn't going to evolve. The things that that you hold dear, uh, your values are pretty much going to be the same. But the way that you you spread that message of what you do and why, I think that is an evolution for everyone. So let's ask the question. Ethan, what is your message? What is my message? Yes. 
Um, gosh, it depends the context that I'm speaking in. If I was to speak about the book, for example, I would say, hey, here are a couple of fundamental truths. In the future, no matter what happens with the pandemic, we're going to spend more time, not less, in digital, virtual, and online spaces. Those spaces are noisier and more polluted than ever. And so how do we overcome that? How do we still connect and communicate in a space where attention is more difficult to get, trust becomes more fragile? Um, let's talk about a framework to do that. Excellent. And what about you as a human? Oh, as a human? Yes, like you as a as as you. Uh, I'm glad you're here and I'm glad to be here. And this is all an absolute privilege. And I think as long as we're focused on things that are fun and interesting and challenging, that we're um, heading in the right direction. Excellent. I love that. And what about you, Christian? Um, I would say, so if I were referring to like my, my Amazon or my, my show launcher live, like our goal there is, or at least our goal, our message is like to get people to push play and get them moving with live video. So it's getting them to take that, that action again, because it's like, there's nothing wrong with doing it. It's just getting, that's literally like, that's the hardest brick to remove. So it's um, getting them to take action, for example, you know, and start using it. So that's what we try to uh, accomplish with that. As you, as Christian Kay, who does all sorts of things, yeah. what what personally drives you to do all these different things to help? Uh, I, I think part of it just comes back to like, I just, I really love helping people. I mean, it's like, it could be the simplest task and I don't mind taking the time to like sit down and help somebody because I know at some point I was probably in that same situation. And so again, it's like constantly just trying to give back to people, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like help them with, you know, whether it's like explaining a concept, for example, or like, for example, you'll, you'll find me like, like, for example, when I reached out to you, when you had an issue, for example, like I hadn't yet made the connection, like, I was like, oh, I think I know Deb from, but I hadn't quite made that connection. I think I reached out to you to like, to personally help you. And that was just because I also was like, well, you know, sometimes people don't like to have that public conversation on things. So it's easier to send you a private message um, again, but it's knowing that taking that, you know, five minutes out of my time, like helps get somebody unstuck, helps get them moving forward as well. Because again, other, because otherwise, if, if I had probably not reached out to you, I know some people like they will just stay stuck, you know, They'll stay stuck for like six months and on something that really should be, you know, a really easy thing to move, an obstacle to move out of the way. And, and some obstacles really just require one question and one easy answer. And you don't know because yep. you're, you're in that, that tangle, the web in your brain, right? So, exactly. so certainly uh, very important and to be of service. I mean, the, the D and the dev method is determine your mission. So I am very big on you need the foundation, your goals, the way you have your life could change, but the who you are, what you stand for, what you want, mm -hmm. that's really going to be a, a nice constant, especially when you take the time to figure out who you are, what you love, et cetera. I did not forget about you, Cheryl. <laughs> what is your message? <laughs> uh, my message has a, a little bit of, of fun behind it because it's, well, we'll see if you get it. So I, I always talk about how I say stop marketing like it's 1999, right? Start marketing for the year we live in. I am a huge Prince fan, by the way. So stop marketing like it's 1999 to me means 
start marketing the way that is working today. You know, you do need to be found. You do need to be omnipresent online. Um, we feel like what we help people to do is to grow their brand online. And, and we're very specific about the words that we're choosing when we say these things, because for example, if I say, you know, helping you get your brand known online makes an assumption that they have a brand. So it ties back into the people that I'm looking to attract are people who already have a brand, as opposed to saying, uh, helping you build your business or start your business would be a very different message. So I think the words are important in how you choose those words. But one of the, the fun things that we like to say is that we'd like to help people stop marketing like it's 1999. <laughs> it's very, very catchy. And the second you say it, there's an emotional response as well as a, oh my goodness, she's right, which is always nice to hear, right? That's great. I mean, and I think it also has to do, you know, if, if people know that reference to that song or remember that song from the 1980s. Now I know I'm talking to the people who remember that, who are of my age and who grew up in that era of the 80s and kind of, so it's trying to think of ways that we can really keep talking to the people we're looking to, to talk to and attract. Right. So Generation Xers kind of ruling the chat today. <laughs> Always a good thing. Uh, so we have the message and we know we all love video, but what are other ways that you use to communicate with your prospects, your clients, your audience? Um, Cheryl, why don't you start us out this time? <laughs> I use video in every way, you know, so it's true. I mean, do I, do I meet some people in person? Yes. In my local community, of course. Uh, but honestly, like after this, this pandemic, everything I do is online. I would say it's very rare that I'm actually going out and, you know, I'm not going out for coffee meetings and things like that. It's always going to be either a phone call just to initiate that contact to figure out if there's something else to, to take us to the next conversation, but it's either a phone call um, and then it's going to be video and we're going to get on video and we're going to have a discussion. We're going to, we're going to chat. Um, I'm a big fan of sending personal video emails of so those personal one-to-ones. I'm a huge fan of live streaming. We do a live stream podcast ourselves. And so everything that we're doing practically goes through, you know, video. Um, it's, it's rare that I use other formats of, of marketing. I think it's the most effective. Nice. Uh, Ethan. Sure. So we're a team of about 140 people. So I don't do all of this. I have my own little world inside this much larger community. Uh, but, you know, we use, we use every, channel you would imagine. I mean, we're texting people if it becomes that intimate or appropriate if and they prefer it. We obviously send a ton of email. We still do use the telephone. We do a ton of live synchronous video calls. We obviously send a ton of recorded video messages, one-to-one, one-to-a-few, one-to-many, uh, talking head like this style or screen recording or whatever else the, the message calls for. Um, we are starting to do in-person events again, which is a joy. Um, it's something that we, per that we have always thrived in. We can execute well in like a live in, uh, event, uh, conference type setting. Um, and it's really core to kind of who we are as people, um, in trying to rehumanize business that I, at a, I know it sounds lofty, but, um, you know, I think one action at a time. And in this case, it's finding the best way to reach people the way they want to be reached. Um, so obviously a lot of video, but really, I mean, we even, we're even using a 
uh, a system that uh, hooks up to our marketing automation platform. And when, you know, these three criteria are true, these two criteria are false, and this number falls within this range, it'll automatically send a postcard. So we're doing like, you know, triggered direct mail among, I mean, we're doing everything. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and there's, I, not, it, there's, it, there's it, nothing off the table. Like if it's going to help us connect and communicate and serve somebody more effectively, it's on the table as an option. I love that. And you said that you were lofty. And I, you know, that to me is very gold star worthy, because if you're going to make a difference, if you're going to make change, why not have the big goals? Speaking as the person who's working on redefining goal culture. So I'm with you. I love it. It's awesome. Uh, what about you, Christian? Um, so I would say this, I'd say video obviously is super important. Um, but I, I still think like to Ethan's point, like, I mean, again, we're communicating across all the different channels. Like, uh, again, like when we talk about like, um, like they're going to, they're always going to be people that are going to want email. You know, a lot of people say, well, like, Oh no, email's dead. But like, no, it's not like a lot of people still want email. It's still ingrained in our culture. Um, you know, some people want video. Some people even just want a text message, whether that's through, you know, a WhatsApp or like a telegram or some of those platforms as well. Like, so it's meeting people wherever they spend their most time at, you know? And again, I mean, if the person is um, like, like you'll determine, like you can determine like who your audience is. I mean, if you know who you're trying to reach, then, you know, you know what you typically know what medium they're going to like want to be on. And so that's going to help you again, get in front of them on the right plate, like meeting them where they're at. So like that actually makes it easier to then have conversations with people um, to also uh, not feel like, Oh, I'm using a method that's like, you know, outdated, that's antiquated here, you know, um, because again, none of the methods are really antiquated. Like there's always going to be people that want, you know, they want to be able to pick from the buffet of all the different options. So we tend to keep them open. Uh, we don't use, you know, we don't use all of them. Like we might use like WhatsApp, for example, might be mainly geared towards our international customers. Uh, but again, we don't take it off the table just because we have a handful there. We try to make sure that we're, you know, at least in those um, areas where our customers are at. It's also the evolution, the same way that your message is going to change, the way in which you communicate with people mm -hmm. will change. I started, I've got my right on Facebook group. No, I started with live communities and from there to the Facebook community, from there to the Twitter chat, to the live show, to the podcast. So, yeah. um, and you're not going to, well, if you could be a little bit of everywhere, it's good, but you also can't be all in on everything all the time, unless you have a team of a gazillion people for yep. 140, right? Oh my gosh. But, but again, you, you scale your ambition as, or, or yeah, we still can't do as much as we want. I think when you're, you're looking to make significant change to the way the world interacts with whatever it is that you do, no, it's never enough but you can right. always try, right? With everything that's go and you all do very unique and very genuine to you things, uh, but what do you do to stand out and what can other people do to stand out? Because I think that there's so much noise. Uh, how, do you, how do you shout your message from the rooftops without actually shouting, because that's a turn off too. Christian. Um, I would say one of the things that we do is instead of just reaching out to like every, like. Again, you can't be all things to everyone. Um, so what we try to do is we try to um, try to identify like who our like champions are of the brand, 
and then work with those people first so that again it kind of has that trickle down effect so you know almost like almost like you have different layers so it's like you know you've got people on the outside you know they're kind of they're kind of kicking the tires um so you may have limited interactions with them then you may move into you know people already you know uh, maybe they're using your product for like a short you know, while, for example. So you start to kind of notice like, okay, well, you know, who are our heavy users? And when they kind of move from one layer to the next to the next, um, again, I mean, you try to like, you try to have the most impact from the start. And so again, it's identifying that core like group, getting that group going. And then, you know, it's, you know, um, you know, I think, you know, Jessica Phillips, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so she, like, she's been a guest as well. Yes. Uh, so again, though, but it's it's attracting like if you work with the right people at the beginning, you know, you're going to start to then attract more people and more people and more people, um, you know, into that layer, and so you're going to constantly be moving people from one to the next to the next. So that's how, that's how we you know tend to work, and then that allows us to reach more people uh, or reach the right people. Maybe I should say it that way it helps us reach the right people from the start. I'm a fan of the foundation, so. I think that, that makes complete sense. What about you, Ethan? Uh, I I really like that response. I'll 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 tuck it into another idea, which is because there are a lot of directions I could take this. I'll go with point of view. Um, having your point of view about the world and the problem or opportunity that brings you in relationship with employees and customers and other stakeholders, but really focused on those two groups. And when I say point of view, it's a, this is how you define in part who you are in part by defining who you're not. You can stand against some things and stand for some other things. But my caution here is that it should not be this like kind of self-reflective navel gazing exercise. I think people like to take the right people inside the company and or team and go off into a room and, you know, come out with these, you know, uh, you know, mission statements and purpose statements, all that, and like how that casts that broader into the world. I think we need to do what Christian recommends too, which is invite our best customers into that conversation. Um, and that is where you explore the shared belief that exists now, like what brought us, especially for, for a company that's maybe mid-stage, like they they went about things as they could at the time with you know the resources available. They developed this you know, customer community um, and never potentially even got this deep into it. I think full immersion with our customers and with our team members helps us refine that point of view and really understand what is it that we're all doing here. And and again, I say best customers, you can define that in a variety of ways. I think lifetime value is one of the best ways to do it um, because you're only right and privileged to exist in the world doing this work is to do it profitably. If you're not doing that, then you're essentially eliminating your, like if we were to operate um, in a, in a financially irresponsible way and focus on our favorite customers rather than the best customers um, we might work our way out of the opportunity to do what we set out to do as an organization and now more broadly as a community. So uh, I'd say focus on point of view, don't make it a navel gazing exercise, invite other people into it and have something that you stand for and or stand against relative to the market you serve and the problem or opportunity that brings you in commercial relationship with other people. It's that simple. <laughs> it is. It's a 12 step <laughs> process. And if you just do it, I'm just <laughs> Well, you know, my motto is goal setting simplified, but it really is. If you think about it to focus on your best customers, not necessarily your favorite, even though they could be both, but yeah. working toward that common goal, whatever that goal is, is, um, very simple. There you go. 
And Cheryl, I your your standout uh, standing out on camera, right? Well, I think that you know we we are a small we are a small consultancy slash agency, you know, and what I like to do is I, I have the, the the luxury really of being able to do things, you know, I think above and beyond for the, the smaller number of clients that we serve because we're able to do that. I, I will often do things like, Oh, what would be exa an example? Like if, if a client asked me about something, I will create a whole tutorial just for them. Right. I'm going to I'm going to record a loom video or something that's going to show them step by step or whatever the thing may be and then send them a video that shows them the, the tutorial that they can maybe even share with their team members. But I'm able to do things like that because we're a smaller company. So but in terms of standing out online and in terms of marketing and messaging, I think it's really about that piece around authority and being seen as an authority in a space uh, that might mean doing more you know, educational topics and, and content and tutorials and training and tips and tactics and tools and methods or systems I've created for my own self and my own business. I'll create a video about that and show that online and say, look, this is what we've developed and I hope it helps you too. So I, I think those are the, the things that we do in terms of, of authority and then also kind of going above and beyond for our clients. I, this is a really nice rabbit hole. Let's, let's play with this path a little bit for a second, because the whole thought of the authority is great, but especially for those just starting out or even in the middle, or they're like, come on, come on, I'm so close. What are, and this will, yes, it will dovetail into our goal conversation, but we're, we're almost there, not yet. What can people do to amp up their authority, to do more, to be seen, even if it's just, for a little bit of an uptick, a lift. In my opinion, one of the best things, especially in maybe early stages, is to do educational content. And you'll have different people say different things and have different opinions about it. But I speak from my own experience and what I've seen for some people that, that, I've, that I've worked with. When they can rein in their, um, their knowledge, their insights, their wisdom into, let's say, video content that positions them as an expert slash authority at that thing without expecting anything in return, right? I think that you start to build that reciprocity, which is really key to that relationship that you build with somebody online. I'm creating this content. I'm showing you how to do something. I've learned this the hard way, or it took me four, four years to figure this out. And now I'm going to make this content to help you with the problems that you have. Now, all of a sudden you have this, this reciprocity, I think that comes into play. And I think that's a powerful um, situation to to have as you're looking to build an audience or build, you know, your reputation online. That's great. Uh, Christian. Um, I would say this. I think one way you can build some authority at least quickly would be to go and contribute to other people's sites. So for example, uh, you know, and again, you, you don't want to like, you want to make sure you ask people, but like also don't, don't just go in there and like, just like ask a whole bunch of people with like random people have a reason behind why you're asking somebody. So for example, um, if you wanted to get on somebody's podcast, they'll just like, for example, I like, I briefly know Cheryl, for example, I wouldn't just reach out to Cheryl and say, Hey Cheryl, um, can I be on your podcast? For example, or your live show, I would want to make sure that I strategically, you know, if I don't know Cheryl, I might say, well, Hey, Deb, can you, you know, do you think I would be a good fit for Cheryl's podcast? and then have Deb maybe make an introduction. 
So that way I'm not just going in there saying like, hey, I just want to be on all this stuff, right? So I want to be selective. I want to make sure I go through the right channels. At the same time, uh, talking about like, you know, we talk about giving freely of ourselves, for example, doing, you know, going that little bit of extra mile there. Um, for example, writing content for websites, like find an authority, you know, a, a good website. And if that's like the area that you want to go into, reach out to those people, see if they have, you know, see if they accept guest posts, for example, you know, maybe you do have to make a few free, maybe you write a few free blog posts for a website. But again, it's, you got to think about it like from the bigger picture, which is you might write some content for them. that may not seem like you're going to have any return on it initially, but it's getting you in front of another audience as well that you may not be in front of, may not know who you are. And so by doing that, you know, spread the love around, like, so write a piece for them, go and say, Hey, you know, Ethan, Hey, we've got some synergy. Uh, you know, is there something I can contribute to your site? Give freely of that content. Because if you pick the right ones, it's going to you're going to actually improve your authority almost immediately if you pick the right sites. Yeah, two things come to mind for me. The first one keys off what both Cheryl and Christian offered. And, and this is more of just a, a tip to give people permission to act and try and go down these roads and guest on some podcasts and write some of those sample posts. It's that, you know, there's so much language around um you know, discovering your voice or finding your voice as if it's just, it's just right there. If you just knew where to look, you develop your voice, you develop your voice by trying to write articles. You develop your voice by getting into conversation with other people. You develop your voice by trying to figure out, okay, what are the five most frequently asked questions people at this stage of their relationship? Now I'm leaning into Cheryl's educational content. Like what are the most frequently asked questions people have at this stage? And what could I write or what could I say about that on a video? Or could I do a podcast episode on it? So this idea that you're just waiting to find your voice and all of a sudden you're going to have this authoritative voice is, uh, is foolish. You have to develop it step-by-step, piece-by-piece, conversation-by-conversation, video-by-video. And you just need to give yourself permission to do that. Um, Of course, there are some ways you can accelerate that path, but it is a path. It's a journey. And we've used the word fun a couple of times. You should have fun along the way, right? You're not just looking to the destination. The other thing that comes to mind is, um, and this goes for all content, but this goes to some of the themes that Cheryl was talking about, including reciprocity. It's Before we ever type a word, before we hit record, before we type a subject line, before we do anything at all, we need to think what's in it for them. You know, why would she play this video? Why would he reply to this email? Why would they read this blog post? And I think if we can get clear on what's in it for them from the beginning, then we start playing a more sophisticated game than fortunately a lot of, this is where the noise and pollution comes from, by the way, like digital pollution is is in the subtitle of the book, where all of that noise and pollution comes from for the most part, is either purely selfish motivation where they really aren't even thinking what's in it for them, or they're playing the shallow game of attention, right? I think a lot of people are out trying to get attention, trying to get attention more quickly or for less money or whatever, without taking the extra step of thinking about what am I going to do once I have it? How am I going to reward and value that attention? How am I going to give them something back? And I'm using Christian's language. How am I going to give them something back that was unexpected or, or just an amazing exchange of their time and attention, the two most precious things any of us has to trade uh, these days. And so if we're if we're begging, borrowing, stealing, buying people's attention, we need to be prepared to reward it in a way that builds trust 
creates engagement and teaches them that the next time they see your name or they see you in the feed or that your phone number pops up on their phone that they say, they're never going to say this consciously. Again, this is all like deep subconscious reaction. Like I have a positive association with Deb's name. And anytime I see her in my social feed or I see her in my inbox, the answer is yes. It might be yes a little bit later or yes, but, but we need to be thinking about this longer term game of building uh, trust and engagement with the attention that we get. And of course, the long play then is relationship, reputation, and revenue. And we're fooling ourselves if we think that we can cheat that system, especially now, not only are humans deciding what they want to interact with, as humans behave, they're training the machines who's relevant and who isn't. That's why people just disappear out of our LinkedIn feed. Like, oh my gosh, you just thought of this person. I haven't seen them in forever. And it's because you haven't liked or commented on any of their stuff, right? And this is going to come to more and more channels. So if we think we can cheat the system of actually giving people what they expect or better yet more than they're expecting in exchange for their time or attention, um, we're, again, it's foolish. Wow. Messaging, the long game, love it. And in valuing people, what? Developing relationships? Who knew? It, it, it really, going back to simplified, that's really what it comes down to. And again, the, in your title, it's we're all humans. We like to make connections. We need things. And as um, authorities we, who love what we do and have fun doing it, we love to share the information. So I guess... Being genuine is the key to everything. I just say, if you are genuine, if you're sincere, if you do, or if you are pursuing these things for the benefit of other people, there's nothing better than you could do than get on camera because there's no faking that. On the other hand, mm -hmm. if you're, if you are selfish, if you're insincere, if you're not leading in a genuine manner um, and you really are out for yourself, I would discourage you from getting on camera because we'll sense that we won't say, that person strikes me as very selfish, but there's, there's this, we're all here in 2021 because all of our predecessors have survived for millennia. And one of the things that allowed us to survive is to know that people are acting in our best interests and that we can trust them and all these things. And so if you are sincere about what you're doing, there's nothing better than you could do than to get on camera because people can feel that and sense that. And if you're not, they'll sense some discrepancy. They won't say, this person is is misleading me. What they're saying isn't consistent with how they're saying it, but they'll feel it and they'll know it. You're both nodding vigorously as am I, as Cheryl. Well, I, I, I can't help to think up about television. And one of the things that we did as broadcasters was speaking to the masses, but speaking really to one person and, and personifying the lens is a great way of doing that. And it comes back to what Ethan was saying and Christian too about connection. Dogs in the background, by the way, sorry about that. But it's about connection and how can you use the camera lens and really connect with it as if it was one person and personify it so that you can still have that impact and connection with potentially the masses, but you're doing it in a, in a strategic way that does not alienate other people who are on the other side of the lens. It could be tens, hundreds, maybe thousands or millions of people on the other side of the lens. And Kristen, you want to jump in? Uh, I was just going to say that, you know, uh, one thing in terms of like increasing your authority is to, you know, to also hang out with people that are like essentially doing things better than you. Because again, it's also going to, it's going to force you to level up 
what you're doing. So for example, like the language that somebody might be using, you know, if you're used to like always hanging out with the same crowd and then you get into another situation, you get into another group where the messaging, the, the way they do things is vastly different than how you do things. It does also force you to like get you outside of your comfort zone to help you grow, for example, and to become more authoritative because you start to see, and, and it's taking stock. It's like subconsciously seeing, well, hey, this person does things this way and wow, they they are very polished, for example. Hmm, let me see if I can, you know, borrow a few things that they're doing and apply it to what I'm doing. So I think that's like super important. And then you, know, you all were talking about this, we, we talked about video, but again, live streaming, I mean, if you're doing any sort of live streaming, there are mistakes, you know, there are mistakes, there's things that happen, like Cheryl's dogs, for example, barking, like that's all like normal. And the thing is, um, people that, you know, people that don't want to do that sort of thing because they're, you know, um, they don't want to do that because it's like, it doesn't make them look as polished, for example, like that's life, you know? And I think that helps endear you to people a lot more. Yeah. And Christian, I just want to jump off the, that because it's such an important thing. You know, I have, it's, it's Canadian Thanksgiving. I am at my brother's I'm away from home. Mm -hmm. I'm obviously I'm in his office. It's unfinished. Uh, I could have, because of, you know, let's say I was really struggling with perfectionist tendencies and I, you know, I could have said, Deborah, I just can't make that live stream because I'm not at my location. And, and, mm -hmm. you know, we just did a makeshift thing and the best we could do. And yeah, there's some dogs barking up there, but I'm, you know, we put a plant over here in the corner. That's the best we could do under the circumstance. Um, but I'm more, I'm more, and I think a lot of people could benefit from really looking at that and saying, okay, it's not about my background. It's about what I'm saying. It's about the words coming out of my mouth. I hope I'm saying something of value today that could impact one person. Even if it impacts one person, it's worth it. So I think that, you know, it, this would be kind of more of a, a real life example of letting go of those perfectionist tendencies to the benefit of the message that actually matters. I love it. It is so true. And yes, we would much rather have you and your imperfect background joining us today. And But this is also why I love doing doing these group shows because I started out when a goal chat live was a COVID project in April, 2020, my publisher said, Hey, do you want to take your Twitter chat and turn it into a live show? And it had been in my list of to do. So it was a, a very easy yes. And then the end of last year, I was doing a new year's party because goals. And I said, what, how am I going to do this? And I said, I know if it were real life, I would bring friends together who didn't know each other. So I'll just do that. And for a couple months, this was the exception. And I was still doing one-on-ones. And then I said, you know what? These are more fun. So this is now the rule. And I don't know. It, again, it's a good, good about the evolution. But my message is you have the power to have the life you want, to create the life you want. And I get to bring cool people like you to my audience for inspiration and motivation because that's why we're here. We're here to help others to uplift. This is my message is you can do it. You know, easy peasy. Well, maybe not that easy, but it is within your power to create the life you want. And that being said, what I would love to do now is to have each of you gift a goal. Uh, to our audience. So what is one thing someone after they're done watching or listening can do right now for their messaging or their 
impact or to uplift their authority to put them on the way to the who they want to be or who they are, but better or whatever. Uh, Ethan, do you have a goal to gift? To uh, yes, I will double back into my last offering and just say the next time you're thinking about typing a, a message out or recording a video or responding in some way, think what's in it for them. When we're doing messaging really, really well, we're making things very easy for other people. The definition of great messaging to me is, is it easy for under, someone to understand why did I get this? What's the opportunity and how do I proceed um, in general? Uh, and the easier we can make that for people to understand so that it's like, oh, I get it, right? It's just, you're removing friction for them. And so I think the more we can do that, the better. So before you do anything else, instead of like being all busy and rushed and saying like, okay, I need to say this thing to these people. I need to do this thing. I need to do that. I need to make a video about X. Um, before you ever start, think what's in it for them. So it's, I'm going to make a video about X because it will help them Y or Z or yeah. whatever. And just look as clear as you can be about why someone should or would engage with whatever you're offering. It's going to guide the rest of the work in a, in a better way. I love that. That's terrific. Christian. Let's see. So I think I would say whatever is holding you back, just, just start on it because that's going to like, you're going to find out that it's going to be so much easier. It's a lot more difficult. You're like, you're sorry, you're making it more difficult. So um, I would recommend, you know, again, just start like try, try something. What is the one thing that you've been trying to get? Like you mentioned, Deb, you had something on your to-do list. So um, take that first step and get uncomfortable. And I think you're going to realize and, and keep doing it. Like do it for like a week, a month. Try that one thing that's different. Um, see how you, how you feel off of it, how you respond to it. Um, I think you're going to find that it's actually not going to be as bad as you you've kind of conjured up in your head. Cause again, like going back to like Ian's point or Ian, Ethan's point, sorry. Um, going back to Ethan's point as well, like making like, don't just do things just to like, like to your point, like Ethan, like, yeah, don't just do things like just to do it. Like make sure that it's like, that it's going to have an impact versus like, Hey, it's something that's on my to-do list. So like kind of picking backing off of that people that have something that, you know, is really holding you back. I am, it's sort of counterintuitive, but do it and get yourself uncomfortable, like take action and then keep moving things forward. I like the get uncomfortable because that's the thing, you know, push yourself out of the nest, stop making things harder than they have to be. Life's hard enough. You don't need you to make your life difficult. So I think it's a really good goal. And Cheryl, I think one of the one of the best frameworks that I have learned about that relates to messaging is this concept of not thinking of yourself as the hero, but rather the guide of the story. And I think that dovetails really well into my passion for authority building, you know, that if you can think of yourself as the guide on this journey that you're helping your audience or soon to be audience on, rather than I'm the hero and it's all about me and look at what I'm doing, it needs to be turned to Ethan's point, to Christian's point about like going, what's in it for them. But I think it's this mindset shift of I'm the guide in this journey for them, not the hero. That's fantastic. And it's such a good visual too, because it's 
what is the hero? The hero um, lifts tall, uh, leaps tall buildings and you know lifts trains out of the way and is is just tunneling through, doing the things. But as the guides say, "Hey, give me a hand. We can do this together." Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think when you have that that you bring that type of energy to your content or video content where you're really expressing, Hey, let's we're arm in arm in this and we're in this together. And, but I'm going to guide you because I'm maybe one or two steps ahead of you. Come with me. Let me show you how I've learned to do said thing. Um, there's a real special energy. I think that it brings to that now relationship that you're building with the person who's watching the video. Love it. Before we wrap, uh, will you please tell people where they can find you? Uh, Cheryl. The best thing is to just go to CherylPluff.com. I'm at Cheryl Pluff on all social platforms and I have a YouTube channel and happy to uh, connect. You send me a, a video message. I'm happy to do that or a DM. I'll send you a video message back. But yes, CherylPluff.com is the best place. I think we should make that a bonus goal. Anyone who's interested in getting to know any of us more to find us on LinkedIn and send a video message all about those bonus goals. Okay, Christian, where can people find you? Uh, by the way, I, I would totally echo the LinkedIn uh, message, but I'd also say if they're going to, for example, you can connect with me on LinkedIn. Do me a favor though, include a note. Just say, Hey, you know, I heard you on, you know, on, on Deb's chat, for example. So um, that would be fantastic. But um, I think you had my, uh, I think you had my URL earlier, but um, I have a blog, socialchefs.com forward slash blog, or uh, you can also uh, connect with me at um, CKROKS on Twitter if you want to. Really, I mean, most social platforms, just send me a message. I mean, I'll, for the most part, I'm going to respond to you. So just send me a message. Um, yeah. So awesome. Well, and because nothing is perfect and not being perfect is okay, for some reason, the feed did not go live to Facebook, which is okay. why normally I would be sending, I would be putting up on screen all the comments that I am <laughs> making and the notes. Um, but what I'll do is I will do a replay. So if you're watching the replay on Facebook, please comment and let us know what your message is and also tell these fantastic guests how awesome they are. And also you can go to the devmethod.com slash blog and that will have all of the links and the recap. So Ethan, where can people find you? Um, thank you. Uh, my last name is spelled B-E-U-T-E -E for people who are listening and not watching. It's Ethan Butte. And I'm Ethan Butte on all the social networks, including LinkedIn. Um, and you can find BombBomb. Bomb. It's just the word bomb twice, B-O-M-B-B-O-M-B.com. Uh, or on all the social networks. And if you're interested in either of the books I mentioned, it's just bombbomb.com slash book, or you can search human-centered communication in Amazon. It's a bright yellow cover with some orange text on it. And uh, I welcome your feedback on it. it. And it's like our books match. Absolutely. Look at that. <laughs> they should be friends. This is absolutely totally. hilarious and awesome. Um, so you can find me on thedebmethod.com at thedebmethod everywhere. And you can grab your copy of your goal guide at yourgoalguidebook.com, which goes to Amazon or your favorite place to buy books. What a great chat about messaging. You all are awesome. Do you have a final piece of advice uh, because we're talking about messaging 
and we're talking about impact. So if you all could leave us with a tip about creating a message with impact, that would be amazing. Ethan? Uh, if you care, do it on video. There's no mistaking your sincerity, your passion, your interest. Um, but the gap between here and there, if you're not comfortable doing it, uh, is that you do need to develop your confidence on camera. So whether it's with Cheryl or some other means, uh, A, Cheryl, I think you would agree that there's no substitute for practice, uh, but you can seek guidance to accelerate the process. But my, my tip is, if you are excited, if you are sincere, if you have something of real value to offer to other human beings, and I think if you're at this point in a show like this, that's probably true of you, there's no better way to communicate it than in video, no matter where you put it. There's so many different, video now is like far from anything monolithic. You could go so many different places and you'd be used in so many different ways. But the intent behind the message is what people, is what human beings seek the most. Um, they do want to know that you're competent, but first they seek your warmth. Do you care? Do you have my best interests in mind? Do you believe in what you're saying yourself? And when we rely on faceless channels, we're denying people that data, their ability to make that judgment of our own intent and our own warmth. Um, and so they naturally fill in the gaps as a survival mechanism and bad news is they don't fill it in in your favor. So you want to give them that information so they can make the best decision for themselves. And, and you, I think, are the gap. The messenger belongs back in the message more often. Love it. And just the same way that if you love what you're doing, it will show. If you don't love what you're That's doing, it. that will show too. Uh, Cheryl, final tip for creating a message with impact. Well, I couldn't agree with Ethan more. I, I absolutely echo that. I would say park the perfectionism, park the perfectionism and be seen, you know, put park the, the vanity and the insecurities and just be willing, be willing to, to move out of the comfort zone, but park the perfectionism that is not serving you. It's not serving your business. Wonderful. And Christian. Um, I think I would, uh, I think I'd say here, it's don't expect your first message to have the direct impact that you might want. It may take a few different tries. It may take getting to know people a lot more so they understand who you are um, versus like sending out that first message and, you know, expecting like, Hey, you know what? It's going to get, you know, I'm going to all of a sudden reach 10,000 people with this message. You know, people need to understand you first and that may take a few different tries. And so don't be afraid if you send the first message, don't get discouraged. Keep going. Keep trying at it. Refine and send it again. Excellent. Well, thank you again, Christian, Cheryl, and Ethan. If you're watching this, just remember you have a message. Stop being a perfectionist. Get it out to the world. Be genuine. Go on out there and go for it. Thanks for listening to The Dev Show. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Need more inspiration and motivation? Connect with me on LinkedIn, follow at The Dev Method on social media, and check out thedevmethod.com. Best of luck with your goals, and remember, you can do it. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.